what? It seemed important to know. I stared at the small gray splotch, stared away from the reality unfolding around me. The family gathered, of course, voices hushed, faces wooden. Mama's side came from North Carolina, neighbors, parishioners, men from Daddy's law firm, strangers. They stroked my head, mumbled of heaven and angels. The house overflowed with casseroles and bakery, wrapped in tin foil and plastic. Normally, I loved sandwiches with a crust cut off, not for the tuna or egg salad between the bread, for the sheer decadence of the frivolous waste. Not that day. Never since. Funny the things that affect you. Kevin's death changed more than my view of sandwiches. It altered the whole stage on which I'd lived my life. My mother's eyes, always kind and often mirthful, were perpetually wrong, dark-circled and deep in their sockets. My child's brain was unable to translate her look, other than to sense sadness. Years later, I saw a photo of a Kosovo woman, her husband and son lying in makeshift coffins. I felt a spark of recollection. Could I know her? Impossible. Then, realization. I was recognizing the same defeat and hopelessness I'd seen in Mama's gaze. But it wasn't just Mama's appearance that changed. She and Daddy no longer shared a pre-supper cocktail or lingered at the table talking over coffee. They no longer watched television when the dishes were cleared and Harry and I were in our PJs. They'd enjoyed the comedy shows, eyes meeting when Lucy or Gomer did something amusing. Daddy would take Mama's hand and they'd laugh. All laughter fled when leukemia conquered Kevin. My father also took flight. He didn't withdraw into quiet self-pity as Mama eventually did. Michael Terence Brennan, litigator, connoisseur, and irrepressible bon vivant, withdrew directly into a bottle of good Irish whiskey. Many bottles, actually. I didn't notice Daddy's absences at first. Like a pain that builds so gradually you're unable to pinpoint its origin, I realized one day that Daddy just wasn't around that much. Dinners without him grew more frequent. His arrival home grew later, until he seemed little more than a phantom presence in my life. Some nights I'd hear unsteady footfalls on the steps, a door banged too hard against a wall, a toilet flushed, then silence. Or muffled voices from my parents' bedroom, the cadence conveying accusations and resentment. To this day, a phone ringing after midnight makes me shiver. Perhaps I am an alarmist, or merely a realist. In my experience, late-night calls never bring good news. There's been an accident, an arrest, a fight. Mama's call came along 18 months after Kevin's death. Phones gave honest rings back then, not polyphonic clips of grills or Suki in the graveyard. I awoke at the first resonating peal, Heard a second, a fragment of a third. Then a soft sound, half scream, half moan. Then the clunk of a receiver striking wood. Frightened, I pulled the covers up to my eyes. No one came to my bed. There was an accident, Mama said the next day. Daddy's car was forced off the road. She never spoke of the police report, the blood alcohol level of 0.27. I overheard those details on my own. Eavesdropping is instinctual at age seven. I remember Daddy's funeral even less than I remember Kevin's. 
a bronze coffin topped with a spray of white flowers, endless eulogies, muffled crying, mama supported by two of the ants, psychotically green cemetery grass. Mama's relatives made the trek in even larger numbers this time. Daisies, Lees, cousins whose names I didn't remember. More covert listening revealed threads of their plan. Mama must move back home with her children. The summer after Daddy died was one of the hottest in Illinois history, with temperatures holding in the 90s for weeks. Though weather forecasters talked of Lake Michigan's cooling effect, we were far from the water, blocked by too many buildings and too much cement. No lacustrine breezes for us. In Beverly, we plugged in fans, opened windows, and sweated. Harry and I slept on cots on the screened porch. Through June and into July, Grandma Lee maintained...